do 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 Blind Guy Talks Tech. Oh, hello. Welcome to another Blind Guy Talks Tech. I'm Stephen Scott, and I've got Sean Priest with me today, as promised, on the Wednesday podcast. Hello to you, Shawnee baby. Oh, didn't like that at all. And plus, you're far too chirpy, Stephen. This is the morning after the night before. Just tone it down a little bit. I know, I'm I'm actually kind of, you know, in fairness, putting it on a little bit here because I I am so tired. I don't know what is wrong with me. That course exhausted me last night. I know. It was physically and mentally exhausting. You're right. I had to run my fingers along some paper. Who do they they think I am? I feel... Honestly, today I feel like I have been on a night out. Uh, you know, the, the kind of nights out that would go on in my late teens, early twenties. Yes. You know, where you wouldn't maybe. You, you know, I remember those days when you would stay awake for like two days. You wouldn't no. sleep. No, I wasn't a, a roused about Stephen. I was oh, a really? Good boy. You know what? Yeah. I thought you would be kind of like that. No, right? okay. no, no. Sorry, none of that for me. I was in bed by nine. I used to do this thing where I'd be coming home after like two days and I'd be sitting on the bus and I'd be doing that nodding dog thing where the head would be going down and up and then, you know, as soon as the bus over a bump or someone, you know, coughed, oh, oh, what? I'm oh, awake. <laughs> and you'd wake up and the bus had moved about, you know, six miles in about what felt like three seconds. You'd be like, Can I on, just that's stop. <laughs> we may be painting a poor picture of the, <laughs> the braille course we did last night. Well, in fairness, it's got nothing to do with the braille course. It's an age thing, which I'm not going to get into, but let's just say... Yes. Uh, can I just give uh, listeners here a, a piece of advice? I think this is important. Um, dark chocolate, be careful. There you go. Um, yeah, that's your public please, announcement that, for the day. Yeah, let's not go into it any further. I'm not going to get into just... any more detail on that, but I will say I've got my coffee here, so I'm going to wake myself up. I'll be fine. Oh, I'll coffee and dark chocolate. What could possibly oh, what go wrong? Ball. Yeah, this, this is be a short episode. <laughs> uh, but no, the Brill course was brilliant. Uh, it happened uh, yesterday, so we're putting this out on the, what is this, the 12th today? Is Probably. It? Uh, let's say it is. Uh, you know, there's no way of knowing. There's absolutely no way of checking that No, it's the 11th. Is, is it? it? Yes, well, the Brill course was on the 10th, yes. Oh, yes, yeah, so this would be the 11th then. Correct. We don't know what day it is. <laughs> no, it's the 12th today. I've just checked. It's the 12th. It is the 12th. The course was on okay, the 11th. Sure. Anyway. Right, take it back. Yes, Tuesday the 11th, uh, and every week for eight weeks is the Braille for Beginners course from the Brillists Foundation. Um, first thoughts, Sean? Uh, you know, we, we were there last night, and um, I've got to say, for, from my point of view, it was it was a brilliantly organised event. I mean, super sharp, um, on the ball, no yes. faffing about. Just <laughs> right in, let's get some letters, let's get some dots in our hands. I loved it. I know. Did you take some notes? We could take some uh, tips from them. I they, think we I, really that, could, yeah. That was the first thing that hit me as well. It was just so just so well organised. I've been to a few webinars, if you want to call them that, that are uh, can be slightly chaotic. And Gene, always... you're on mute. And, you know, yeah. Yes, exactly right. Oh, hang on. No, someone's, someone's hit the share screen button. <laughs> Uh, and connection goes off and yeah. everyone's muted. But, you know, it was so well done. Um, ben, who was, uh, I think, in charge of the technical side of everything, did a fantastic job. Yeah. Mel, who was the instructor, fantastic. And Dave, who hosted the whole thing. It was just really well organized, really controlled. Everything ran to time, you know, and, and that's that's just the organization of it, right? We're not even getting into the content of it, but it was just, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure to be there. It was indeed. And, you know, just to talk a little bit about the content itself, without going into too much detail, because truthfully, 
if you want to do this, you really should go and sign up. And the great thing is, you know, as we're saying this, you can still go and sign up because they record all the sessions so you can go back and listen. And it's really handy, not just as a as a, a way of starting the course late, if you are late to the party on this, but also it's a great way to go back and, you know, go over things. Because, you know, it's like if you go to a course, I mean, I remember doing, uh, a, it wasn't a course as such, but I was doing a, a sit down with someone at my last job, um, learning how JAWS worked. And I just wish I'd recorded that whole conversation because there was so yeah. much in it. And I just missed so much. And just to be able to go back over it again in the moment, if you like, is just brilliant. So they record the whole thing so you can go back over the eight weeks. And, you know, even if you can't attend a session because it's like a Tuesday night, 6 p.m. in the UK. So, you know, not everyone can make it at that time, various family issues, whatever. So, you know, that's fine. Um, you can go back and listen later, but absolutely brilliant. And in terms of content, they're taking it very slowly, aren't they? But in, in the same token, although they're taking it slowly, and this is very much, I have to say, this is very much for the beginner. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, look, I don't know Braille at all. Never touched it. Don't know anything about Braille. Um, the pun. Yes. No, <laughs> Sorry. That, it. So that's okay. the coffee's not quite kicked in yet. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, but you, shh, we need to get we need to get sound effects on. I here. know. We'll work um, on it. We'll get there. But um, honestly, it is such a good thing because you can go along and you can learn from scratch, from literally the first dot, understanding what the Braille cells are, uh, the Braille dots on the cell. That's something I did learn last night. It's not Braille cells as such. It's a Braille cell with dots in it. I learned that, you see. Um, well done. But yeah, very good. And they send out resources as well. So you have material you can read along with. It seems to be focused on reading first. And I think that's probably because it is an online course. Not everyone has access to uh, the ability to type Braille and then read it back. We don't all have a Perkins lying around. I do, obviously. Of course. And so do you, somewhere. I do. I couldn't find it. And I was a little bit worried because, you know, every other course I've done so far, and I've done one or two courses, I've done a few lessons in grade one Braille years ago. Mm. And it's always, okay, let's, you know, type the alphabet and then let's try reading it back. That's how it's always been structured. But this was totally different. I was worried because I couldn't, even though a Perkins is the size of a small cooker, I couldn't find <laughs> it. So I didn't have anything to type on. All I had was the braille materials that the uh, Braillist Foundation had sent me when I registered for this course. But that again, all other braille materials that I've had in the past have been huge, this huge piece of yeah. braille paper or braille book, and it's really unwieldy to use. And it's almost sort of, oh dear, this is this seems some so strange. Yet the material they sent out was just A4 paper with braille on it. Um, it was really easy to use, really easy to follow. And that's what I really wanted to learn was the... I've never been able to get my fingers used to Braille. I could never tell the, you know, that's a Braille dot one or whatever, or could even really make out the shapes. Um, but the materials were really good. And um, yeah, you didn't really need anything other than the materials in that course, which no, I liked. No, you didn't. And, you know, that may be the case as it goes along as well. I think what's interesting to me is the way that they're going through it. The focus in the initial conversation was about tracking and learning to be able to not not read so much but to be able to find the, the most sensitive parts of your finger and i've got to say you know i've done one course before on braille and i remember even going back to my school days doing the very first course i did nobody ever talked about that i mean it was kind of mentioned but it was just yeah. assumed i think that you would just figure it out but 
sometimes you know we need a bit of a prod don't we to kind of get it in our heads i do anyway i I can be very close to understanding something but feel as if i'm about a million miles away from understanding it and it just takes someone to say (laughs) yeah you know you found the show um but you can feel sometimes that you know when someone says something like you know right okay so you know aim for the someone said for example last night um if you best place to read braille on your finger is on the pads and i'm thinking well where is the pad and someone said well basically it's the opposite side of your nail and i'm like okay i get that i had it as it was somewhere entirely different i didn't know where i I wasn't reading with my feet i mean it it wasn't my toes i mean i got that it was my finger but i just wasn't sure because there were certain points in my finger i was getting nothing and i thought "Mm, okay and i did find that you know i could read better with my left hand than my right hand I am left-handed in fairness to write, although I don't really write anymore, but I am left-handed, so maybe that's yeah. why. But, um, you know, just, just having someone explain that, you know, and, and not in a patronising way, just very much in a, you know, everything felt like it was a community coming together to share their own experiences. Absolutely. And, you yeah. know, but, but equally having a professional there to guide you and say, look, if this works for you, because people were asking questions like, which hand should I read with? Is there a way of doing it? No, there isn't. It's just whatever works for you. And um, just to get that confirmation, I think, in those initial weeks of doing this helps. But, of course, the key is that we've got to really be focusing on doing this every day. That's the truth. Yeah. If you want to learn this, if you want to do it seriously, you've got to be reading every day or at least um, trying to read every day, even if it's just going back over, in this case, these materials. Um but no, I was really impressed. We did four letters, then we did A, L, D, and T. Yes. And that was something quite good as well, because they're not doing ABC for obvious reasons. Because you could guess what the next one was, because, <laughs> okay, this one's going to be B, I bet the next one's C. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly right. And the other thing I really liked about it, and again, let's let's emphasise that this is a course for absolute beginners, right? And it was the questions that were being asked going back to the left or right hand and the pad of the finger and everyone's worried about, you know, how flat do I need to hold my hands? Mm. But it was very much, listen, whatever works for you. There were people on there who were saying, you know, I play guitar and my, I've got calluses on the ends of my fingers, as many do. Um, well, you know what? Just tipping your finger and using the sides of your fingers can actually work perfectly fine as well. So I really like the Q&A sessions because people weren't afraid to ask, you know, things that maybe in in other lessons you may be slightly embarrassed to ask. But look, we don't know. We're, we're absolute beginners, so you can ask whatever you want. I really like that. Um, what was I saying? I forgot. Eh? Well, no, but <laughs> you pick up an interesting point to me because I think, you know, we often think, I certainly did, I know friends of mine, and by one friend who's on the course, thought that if you're older, forget it. You're not going to learn anything. Um, you're not going to be yes. able to have the, your fingers aren't going to be sensitive enough. And, and you know, I've heard this from before from people who say, no matter how hard I try, no matter how much I read, I will never be as fast as someone who's learned to read Braille from being a kid. Now that That is obvious in some respects because, you know, people who've learned from a kid, I mean, the kids soak this up. And, yeah. you know, if I had learned Braille at that age, you know, in school, it would have been such a different experience for me. Uh, and I know friends of mine who've been quite critical of kids who can't read. You know, I, I can't remember what the, the, the rate is, but it's a pretty high rate. It's like 250 words a minute or something. Um, wow. A Braille user can really, you know, someone who's proficient in it can really go at. And it's faster, apparently, than someone can sight read, by all accounts. 
Yeah, um, wouldn't surprise me. I've seen people just dance their fingers across. And, and, and a lot of that's to do sentence. with the contractions of Braille, you know, the grade yes. two side of it, and, and this new grade three that seems to be in, in circulation at the minute. What? Um, yeah, I'm not touching that. I mean, I'm lucky to get through grade one at this stage. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's it's we have to be realistic about it. We're not going to get to a stage, an older age, we're not going to get to that stage of being able to read at that speed. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. And what is great with the Brailleists Foundation overall is that they don't promote that as the reason to do this. They promote no. it as, this is great for note-taking. We had Dave Williams talking uh, yesterday in the podcast. He was talking about you know, note-taking, labelling things around the home. These are great ways to use Braille uh, because it's quick access to easy information or you know short information that you need quick access to. And I think that's what's brilliant about this. You know, th this for is is kind of been sold to people as it's not. I mean, it, it will be a way for you to read uh, if you want to, but and of course you can go further with that. You can learn grade two and you could start reading a bit quicker. Again, it's all down to training. It's all down to time spent. It's not just about doing it once a week. You're going to have to pull out the the books every day, and just even twenty minutes a day just reading through or something. Um, but, you know, the fact is that's not what this is being sold as. This Braille for Beginners course is being sold as, look, this is a way for you to start labelling, to start taking notes. Um, you know, and if you were doing a presentation at work or you were wanting to, you know, label some plugs up around the home, which is kind of my thing at the moment, um, then Braille is a great way to to do that very quickly. And I just think that's it's a really smart way of looking at it. And I think this is, you know, we've, we're going to have a lot of interesting conversations around Braille in the next few months, I think, here on, on the podcast, without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. um, and, and what its future holds. Um, I had a conversation with someone yesterday who's going to be joining us on the show soon who wants to talk about, you know, how sustainable Braille is as a format. Um, that's a big question. That's, that's an interesting question. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. I've got to say, though, it is just for me. I, I very much feel the same way. Like, I'm 48. I'm never going to get proficient enough with uh, Braille to get at any speed where, you know, I could read a book or whatever really quickly. But for me, it's just another skill to put in the toolbox, right? It's it's like all the different apps I have on my iPhone to do different things. Um, having Braille in my back pocket would be really useful. And, um, you know, it's just finding a really accessible way to do that. And I think this one in particular is a, is a great resource. Now, I just want to... Um mention a couple of resources out there because of course Brailleists Foundation running this course and you know you can still get involved in that if you want although there's a, a limited amount of time as Dave said yesterday if you are listening to this in the middle of June then you've kind of missed the boat on that one <laughs> yes um, but you know at the same token there are other ways to learn and you know one way which I started learning three years ago is the fingerprint course from RNIB. And I mention it because I checked today. So as we're putting this out and we're recording this today on the 12th of January and putting it out on the 12th of January, um, the fingerprint Braille course is back in stock in RNIB. It was out of stock wow. for a long time. Um, volumes 1 to 11 in stock, uh, £40. Uh, there are some other parts to that as well, um, which I'm not entirely sure because I, I just I got the course I think that's the one I bought I'm pretty sure that is it and that's everything that includes the books that includes the CD I got cassettes I'm old yeah, school well I, I actually <laughs> you know it's funny you say that because before I left RNIB someone had donated back to RNIB the fingerprint course in tape um, that was amazing yeah. but yeah this one this one comes with a CD the one I got and Posh. this one too yes exactly 
Daisy Audio on it, a Word doc in 16 print as well that comes with it, and as a BRF file, a Braille-ready file in contracted Braille. So that's good for Braille so supporting touch learners. That's the idea there. Um, so that comes as part of this, uh, and you can choose uh, alternate um, methods of instruction as well. So you can have it in Braille, you can have it in print, you can have it in audio CD, add it in multimedia, you can add that on as well with RNIB. Uh, 40 quid from there. Um, there is a code, isn't there? There's a code that I'm meant to give you at this point. This is my old RNIB days coming back. Um, the, Remember. Uh, TC21439. It's catchy. Oh, uh, easy. TC21439. <laughs> or, do you know what? Just go to RNIB shop online, shop.rnib.org.uk and uh, search for fingerprint Braille course. But there is another course that I spotted this morning. Um, I should hope so. Fingerprint's been going for decades. Yeah, there's another one. It's called Dot to Dot. Huh. Um, don't Ooh. tell Robin Christofferson. I know. So <laughs> this is a complete self-teach course in grade one for touch learners. Um, so, yeah, it's got all the... the, the it's got... Everything basically in here. Um, there's games in it, puzzles, um, short reading passages to learn as well. Um, so yeah, that's all there. And what is that coming in at? That's also forty pounds. So there you go. Um, so there's another option as well, dot to dot. Uh, and you know, in terms of reading, so okay, that's one thing, right? So you've got the ability to read Braille. That's great. But if you want to type Braille, and some people kind of choose one or the other. I mean, I think that the, the one product that I've been aware of in the last couple of years that really changed everything was the Mantis Q40. That's the yes. uh, 40-cell Braille display with a QWERTY keyboard built-in instead of your standard Perkins-style input keys. Cheating. Yeah, well, yes. Um, <laughs> it's interesting because this product did change everything for me because when I got it, I got it for two weeks from Humanware to have a play with, and I was I was smitten by it. It's still that product in the back of my mind. I think I will be getting one of these one day. Once, you know, I want to get into Braille a bit more. I want to learn more. I want to see how I get on with it more before I make the commitment and buy it. But I do think it changes things because it means you don't have to think about the input as much. You can just focus on the reading side of it. In theory, you wouldn't need to type it because you can just use the QWERTY keyboard all the time. And you don't yeah. have to worry about typing Braille. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who buy a Braille display, usually through work, they get a Braille display like a Focus 40 or a Focus 14 or, you know, a Humanware Brilliant or whatever it might be. And they have a QWERTY keyboard attached to their PC. They have their Braille display in front and they use their Braille display to read, but they actually go over the keys of the the, uh, the Focus or whatever it is of the Braille display. They actually jump over that to get to the QWERTY keyboard to do the input. Yes, yeah. And Nothing these are people who are proficient. And they say, yeah. well, look, it's just because I don't want to have to go and learn how to do control... See on a you know on a braille display when I can just do it on a keyboard. Again, whatever works for you, right? Exactly. So I think that the mantis has maybe changed things a little bit. Uh, you know, bearing in mind as well that's going into schools. Um, yeah. That's really. I mean, in America, that's what it was kind of built for. It was built with um, American Printing House for the Blind. They had built this in partnership, and it was for education. So, you know, interesting Perfect. to see how that develops. Make it £100 and I'll buy three. Well, but, yeah, um, I mean, it's like 2.5K, isn't it? It's quite a lot of money. Yes, that's a lot of money. Also, let me just say, because I couldn't find my Perkins, I installed a add-on for NVDA called PC Braille Keyboard, which uses the... No, it's been around a, a while now. Uh, you press... Once you've installed it, the add-on, 
uh, you press NVDA plus zero and it turns on Braille keyboard input. And then you can use the SDF keys for the 321s and the JKLs for the 456 dots and type in Braille. Uh, so yeah, it, I mean, and that's totally free as well. So you can practice. And of course, you've got the Braille input on the iPhone and on Android phones now as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and just to say as well, I mean, I want to talk about more about software because um, there's a great little app I want to tell you about. You know, I'm going to talk about this because I, I love this app. But um, I want to mention... You just love the name. I just love the name. Yeah. But <laughs> but it actually comes off this Perkins uh, Brailler, the, the classic Perkins Brailler. You can still buy it today. R&IB sell it. Uh, do you know how much it costs? Pound. I wish it was a pound. Well, the good news is we get it XVAT, obviously. Um, otherwise, it would cost you £898. Wow! Instead, it costs you the princely sum of £749. Bargain. Okay, good. It's in stock as well. Um, Not surprised. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you can get that from the RNIB. Uh, yeah, you can still buy them today. And there's there's another one which I spotted. Now, I, I Hang on, you haven't said what it is yet. Well, it's, you, you don't know what the... Well, okay, we're assuming people don't know. Right, okay. So yes. the, the classic Perkins Brailler is essentially um, the manual typewriter of Braille. I mean... Thank and, you. And that really Perfect. is what it is, right? I mean, it's it's got the six keys um, for input, plus a space bar, plus, of course, your new line. And what's that one on the left for? Is that a new line as well? I don't think it it's is. line feed, isn't it? Oh, it's line feed, right? Okay, I never used that one. Um, but yeah, that is. It's like a steam engine. It's a huge piece it is. of metal. It looks like it's something that should be inside a museum. Yes, <laughs> but it's so useful um, and so loud. I, I actually, um, I have one in my loft. I, I don't use it. I'm kind of. That's mine. No wonder I couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> I got this one because someone had donated it to a friend of mine who didn't need it and he said would you like this and i said i don't really need one i've got a perkins and he said well look the reason i'm saying suggesting it is because you might find some use for it and down the line so I, I was over to see him this was years ago and he said to me um okay here you go and it was actually preserved in this big case it came in a, its own wooden case i've got the same one is that the one you smell of libraries the yes, one i had exactly that's right <laughs> I felt like I was right back in the library. I felt like I had to be quiet around this thing. I know. It's ironic considering the noise it makes. <laughs> yes. I mean, you imagine that in the library. But, um, yeah, it had this wooden case that you would clip at the bottom and then it would, the whole thing would come off. It was like, you remember those old singing singers, uh, sewing machines? Yes. You know, that, so yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's lined with velvet. Yeah. I actually just, I ripped all mine off. It was getting on my nerves, so I've removed the box. Yes, that doesn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> but yes, you can, you can get, well, you can't get those anymore. But I thought, I'm, I'm going to stay that in the loft, because that might be worth money one day. <laughs> Antiques Roadshow. Yeah, exactly. It's um, worth money right now. £749. <laughs> wow. But there's another version of the Perkins Brailler, right? There's a jumbo cell Brailler which I didn't know about at all, but it has enlarged Braille cells. Now, this is interesting because oh. someone on our course last night, we should mention this in the course when we go back on, someone had said, goodness, the, the cells are so small, um, it'd be so much easier if this was just a bit bigger. Well, there you go. You can get large print Braille. I didn't know that was a thing. Jumbo dots. Well, look, if you're having, if you really are struggling trying to feel those individual dots with your fingers, then obviously a great way to learn. Now, you, you are going to have to eventually move down to the normal size cells and dots. Yeah. 
you know, uh, not everything is going to be in jumbo braille. So why not? You, you, well, because it would be the same. <laughs> a book would be the size of a wardrobe, probably. Ah, uh, it's like the good old days. <laughs> I remember I used to get the RNIB catalogue, and uh, every year, my, I mean, this is the thing, I wasn't even reading Braille at that time, and the postman would bring it in Braille, and I felt really sorry for the guy. Um, I'm not surprised, I bet he hated you. He did, he absolutely did. And when I switched it to large print, he was very pleased. Uh, <laughs> he, he could carry it without having to bring a van with him, that was the point. Man, when I was at college at RNC in Hereford and the Braille class used to come out, everyone used to dive for cover because there were Perkins swinging around in these books <laughs> the sizes of tombstones hitting you on the head. It was carnage. It was I like know. saving Private Ryan at the beginning. Do you know, it's funny you say that because I remember coming out of um, my, my, my friend at school, he would come out of class and we'd be walking down the class and I remember doing the Braille class that around about the same time as he was coming out of the class. So the two of us are walking down and we walk past each other and both Perkins smash against each other. It was like a bomb going off in the middle of the class. <laughs> and the thing is, uh, my hand got more damaged than the Braille the uh, Perkins did because... Oh, I, no, they're like tanks. They are. I mean, they just last forever. Brilliant machines. Um, but, yeah, if you look, if you don't have the money for that, if you don't have the room for it, if you can't put up with the noise of it, because, you know, they're not the <laughs> they're not the quietest, and you want to learn how to input Braille, obviously this would mean you don't feel the results of it. You're only going to get it back in audio. But you can, on Windows computers, get an app called Perky Duck. It's a free yes. app. I love the name. Um, yes. But you basically it's free, and it, it kind of acts like a notepad. It's like a notepad for Braille. So what you do is you open up Perky Duck, you use the um, Braille input keys, SDF, JKL, and Spacebar, obviously, enter for new line, and that's it. That's all you need. And you're off and running, and you can start to use it as a, as a Braille input on your PC. Now, on the iPhone, you've got Braille screen input, and on Android, you've got the beast with Braille in the back, or whatever it's called, Braille back, or... <laughs> <laughs> yes, something like that. I think it is just called Braille input. Uh, Braille back is is, is the right. yeah. I think Braille back is the outputting of, of Braille back. If, if only the there was a way of knowing with Android. But let's be uh, honest, who knows? Using it, let's be who's honest. Using Android, using it. not for Braille it. anyway. Um, so yeah, you can you, you've got Braille screen input on both of them, which is good news. Uh, Perhaps you, we should just <laughs> wheel that back a little bit and say yeah, yeah. If you have got an Android phone, then it does support Braille. So. Uh, is getting there. There was yeah, some problems in the past. Don't be difficult. Well, you know, we can't. People may, with their Android phones now, listening to this, maybe throwing them out of the window saying it's not worth it. It's not. Just get an iPhone. It, it, no, it's, <laughs> he's wrong. You can't do Braille on Listen, Android. Listen, they're bring out the iPhone SE 3, it seems, in March, right? When that comes Fake out, news. who yep. cares about anything else? Let's All just right. be honest about it. Okay. Well, that's you've killed this episode. I Hashtag think that's just it. Saying. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, to talk about that today because I thought it'd be really good to uh, tell you about the course, but also just to tell you about some of the resources that are out there. And there are more of them. Lots of resources in the States as well. Hadley is the big um, institute, I think, in the States that kind of does a lot of the training and used to do and, and was renowned actually for its training. But that yeah. you have to... It seems a lot more in-depth and a lot more, I would say... Um, qualification level braille learning um no we're not there we're not i'm there not yet. i'm no i'm not there and look no. i mean i i feel i feel like i'm back at school already with my little class book i've got here you know i've got my envelope with my school i, I haven't to Have do what i did at school which is keep it in the bag um you have know, you not it, covered it with your favorite wallpaper you know, poster no, of your favorite no. 
I'm going to do that. Get my, my, my Jason Donovan and uh, Kylie Minogue <laughs> yes. wallpaper. Um, my posters up on it. We all, I always, that was the thing, wasn't it? Everybody at school knew what their living rooms looked like just by looking at a jotter. Yes. A bit of eucalyptus or whatever it was called. <laughs> but I'll tell you something. If you had Artex on the walls, you had a problem for your jotters, didn't you? Remember the good old days of Artex? Um Anyway, look, I uh, just thought we'd pop on. Uh, also to tell you as well, if you want to, you can get in touch with the show in a new way. Yes, we've, we're changing things all the time here. Uh, yes, you can get in touch with us. He frantically searches for the number. Um, but there is a phone number. It. Oh, do you? Have you figured? Yeah, have you I've memorized it. it. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, what's the phone number then? Please. It's 0204 I've done the jingle. The <laughs> <laughs> is that the jingle? Right. Okay. Well, can, can we can we have that jingle again? Yes. It's o two o four five seven one three three five four. Is the on at the end? Is that necessary? Yes. It's um artistic. Oh, I see. Is that the creative process coming yes, through? Yes. Correct. Wow. Thank you. You got to leave that in. Okay. Um, or you can email us. I'll not sing this, but I'll just say hello at blindguytalkstech.com. That's our email address. And we're on Twitter at blindguytech. Some people have been in touch already saying, why are you not on uh, the other one, Facebook or Insta face or. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, no thanks. Um, I, I just, I'm. I'm I, I, look, our audience, I don't think, are going to be on those platforms. I'm certainly not. So I'm not wasting my time trying to figure it out. Um, Instagram, from my understanding. I mean, is that not picture-based anyway? Who cares? Yeah, it is. There's people on there. I mean, it's accessible. Yeah, I, know people are on it. I know people are on it. but Nah, we'll stick with Twitter. We'll, we'll stick with where we know. We're all right. Thank you. Exactly. Well, look, some of you have been getting in touch already. I just want to say hello to some of you. Michael Allen got in touch saying, loving your new show. Um, talking about uh, AR, this is going back to one of our earlier episodes that we did during December. Uh, where we're talking about the future of tech and, and you know, where it would all end up in, in the, the, well, this year and also in the next decade. Uh, we talked about augmented reality. Um, and uh, Michael points us to a team at the University of Essex who are developing AR software for people with sight problems. Um, mm. And this is called ARI. So the mission Clever. it says is to improve the quality of life for people with visual impairments uh, by using augmented reality to increase visual awareness, facilitate independence, and enable safer mobility. <gasps> I'm all for it. Well, this is the thing, right? I mean, once we get glass, once Apple come out with glass, or, you know, let's be honest, no one else cares who else comes out with it. But if Apple come out with it, then we'll take it seriously. And, yes. you know, that's where AR will come into its own. Uh, and then every other yes. company will scramble to copy it. Um, well, we did talk about this in the previous episodes, which I believe are still available, Stephen. I haven't deleted them yet. I mean, I've, I've deleted something by accident, but I don't think it was that one. <laughs> Professional as ever. As always. Uh, also, um, we got a nice comment from Maxine, who also put this on our Apple podcast feed as well, um, and, and gave us a nice rating, as some of you have been doing. You can do that by going to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. I don't know what that means necessarily, but it's nice it to have. It sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, please, please do. Um, Maxine says it's really nice as a person who was born blind to hear the words blind and technology in the same sentence rather than visually impaired because as a person who's got no sight at all and never had any sight I've never lost sight so I've never gained anything from that point of view um, and I don't have any vision to be actually impaired I've always grown up with technology 
and using other senses uh, rather than actually being frightened of the environment around me because if you fall over as a baby you get back up if you walk into something you continue if you get burned you learn very quickly so you learn how to use technology uh, it's a great show um oh that's now, very positive exactly so you know, a couple of emails from uh, maxine which we're going to come back to <clears throat> excuse me in a couple of weeks time uh, or a couple of days time i should say uh, but i also want to mention alan mckee who says hi to everybody i listened to your interview uh, on the real blind tech show oh, yeah i was on that um just you uh, were it was just at the turn of the month yeah that was um that was great he said the interview was very good and interesting and in your interview you talked about the new podcast blind guy talks tech i've now listened to the four introductory podcasts um they were very interesting and it was good to hear the gang back together again uh, i was a very a long time listener to the rnib tech talk show and i also listen to you regularly on double tap uh, radio and tv which i find very interesting and very entertaining uh, and you make me laugh out loud uh, laugh out loud some of the time some of the time some of the time wow that's harsh Stephen. and basically you seem to be everywhere yeah, you're getting just, on everyone's nerves pretty much yeah <laughs> you'll find me on the internet lurking or seeping somewhere um i will be listening to the daily podcast starting this week i'm looking forward to listening Good luck on your new podcast and keep up all the good work you do with all the radio, TV and podcast shows. Alan McKee from Hereford. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Alan. Love Hereford, by the way. Carry arms. Absolutely. Mr. Chips. That's your... The bridge. Uh, yeah, that's your old the hopple. haunt. Oh, many a night. Anyway. See, you did have a night. You, you said you didn't have a, a nightclub night or, a, you know... Oh, uh, you caught me out. Crystal see? rooms with me whistle raving. <laughs> Acid. Oh, those were the days. Late 80s. That's the only thing I could do that kind of represents <laughs> evenings out. Um, Happy New Year, Tech Talkers, says Jennifer Carpenter. I love this email. Uh, she says, hello, chaps. First off, you have made a girl so happy. Wow. <laughs> I tell you, I haven't heard that in a while. Leave it. Um, <laughs> I've been listening to Tech Talk on RNIB since I was a younger girl, and now in my dotage, come on, you're being cruel to yourself, I uh, shed a tear on the 30th of November at the end of your last show. I am a Luddite and do not engage in social media, but thought to myself, you four would turn up somewhere on my narrow tech horizon. Imagine <laughs> my joy when my poor, pressed hubby found you on the internet. Uh, I smiled so much, my poor face almost cracked. He downloaded the December podcasts you did, so I've listened and whooped a lot. Ooh, ooh. There we go. It's going to be a thing. Um, I can go on Instagram with that. I hear people doing this all the time. You just say, You are like, a meme. Let's do it. You know, or something. And it's like, all right, whatever. Um, I was listening to Sean and Robin uh, just a few days before on the Echo Show. And I thought oh. I would email them to find out what was happening. But of course, now I know, which in other words means you guys didn't get back to her. So that's. I, nice. I didn't receive anything. Let me mm. just say that because I always respond. There you go. 20% of the time. You'd never... Listen, I sent you a voicemail at 2 o'clock this morning. You still haven't got it. Well, to be fair, 2 a.m., I wasn't expecting you. Yeah, but it doesn't disappear at 3, bleating. right? It's still there. It's still I sitting know. there. Okay. You, I bet you still haven't listened to it. I have. Have you? No. What did it say? Yeah, I exactly. Don't know. Not got a clue. Um, Jennifer says, I've listened to Shaun of the Shed for three episodes, but nothing for December. Ah, yeah. We'll yes. talk about that in a minute. Um, has mm. he fled the shed? It would be good to know what's <laughs> happening with him. Well, look, here's the bottom line. Um, who can we blame? Will we blame you or will we blame the good people of AMI? Well, to I think be since fair, they I pay didn't... the bills, you can you can be blamed, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was my fault, probably. <laughs> I did record something, but um, it seemed to have got mislaid. So that one's going out now, isn't it? That is not that going out this week? 
going out uh, this week? It, it will, yes, it will go out on the 15th, I'm expecting. It will go out the 15th of January. So, and what's the shed um, yes. this week about? Or this month? The shed this week is on apps. Downloading apps. apps and apps that are essential. I must say, when I recorded it, I was ill. So um, it's an interesting listen. I've got to say, you know, can, can we just let people into a secret here? Because I love this, you know, the people get to sneak, yes. people love to sneak behind the curtain every so often and know what goes on here. We've recorded a few of these in advance, these yes. episodes, because we've been getting, you know, getting people on to talk about different things. And the continuity is a bit all over the shop because you were ill during half of it and then you were fine during half of it. So, yes, Sean's some might sound like Barry White. It's going to sound really weird on some of these. Uh, but, you know, so be it. Um, Jennifer finishes off by saying, again, my happiness rating has soared. And needless to say, I've told some of my friends that you're all alive and kicking. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Love to you all, Jennifer Carpenter. Thank you so much for that, Jennifer. Oh, that is so nice. Thank you, Jennifer. Really yeah, appreciate that. Really appreciate that. Well, you can email in as well. You can get in touch with us. Hello at blindguytalkstech.com. It is really nice to be back, isn't it? It's nice to be doing this. It is, yes. I'm I know we do. It. And I know we do double tap. And we have a great time with Mark. I mean, you know, that's when we get a word in edgeways with him. Um, yeah. You know, you or he turns great... up. Yeah, exactly. That's another thing. Or just disappears halfway through an episode. I've got to say, <laughs> if you haven't checked out Double Tap Canada, you really must. The thing is, someone actually emailed me once to say, because it's got Canada in the title, does that mean we can't listen to it? I don't think that's how it works. That's not how the internet works, is it? Uh, I think no, you can listen no. to it anywhere. Yes, you can. But, you know, it's a fair point. People think it's just Canada-specific, but obviously we're not Canadian. But the reason it's called that is because it's on <laughs> AMI-audio, which is in Canada. So it's their show. It's their programme. Uh, we make the show for them. And, of course, we Double Tap TV as well. Uh, and Shaun of the Shed, that's also the new podcast on the AMI... Was it AMI... Exclusive. Uh, yeah, if you search, search your podcast catcher or ask your smart speaker for AMI Audio Exclusive podcast. The AMI Audio Exclusive. Um, yeah, check that out. It's well worth a listen. It really is. And if you're new to tech, if you're, you know, and it's like Jennifer says, you know, Jennifer says she's a Luddite. I don't, I don't think that's I probably don't true. Um, but, you know, if you feel you are a bit of a Luddite and you just kind of don't know a lot about tech, you just like maybe us talking about some of this stuff, but you actually would like to dig into it a bit more. I've got to say, you, you must listen to Sean of the Shed because, you know, I, I poke and prod this guy a lot and we have a lot of fun. But truthfully, he's a great guy. He does great shows, oh, does stop. great content. Oh, shush. No. And oh, stop you it. should go and listen to it. That's all yeah, I'm saying. It's on. nice. That's it. After this, it's all hate. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Back to normal after this. <laughs> um, we're also going to tell you, I'm not going to say too much, but we are going to do something a bit different next Friday. So a week on Friday, we're going to do something a bit different because um, I've got an idea for a little... A little, um, let's just say, throwback idea. Um, oh. So, you know, just stick around in the podcast. There's, there's an interesting show we're going to do a week on Friday. And every Friday they're on, I should say. No, just throwback. As um, in throw it back into the water, it's no good. Or <laughs> throwback as in retro. As in retro. That's what cool. the kids say, isn't it? I believe, whoop, whoop, oh, I believe whoop. so. Yeah, I don't think they do that, though. We'll get the kid. I'll get that on Instagram. I'm going to, well, if that's if I can figure out how it works. Um, it's never going to happen. Don't look for me on Instagram. Uh, oh. Listen, we'll, we're back tomorrow. We're talking about the Orcam Read with uh, Jason. He joins me from Vision Aid Technologies, a brilliant store, which is a family run business. I met them at Site Village a few years back and uh, really supported their work ever since. The, uh, what, what, what I think is great about them is they focus on a range of different products. They try not to focus on a particular brand. They try and find what suits you. And that's what I like about them. So uh, they're going to talk about the Orcam Read tomorrow. 
what it is, what it does. I know it's a specialist piece of kit that costs a lot of money. I get that. But for some people, this might be just the tool they need if they're not that into tech. So if you're not that into having a smartphone, if you don't necessarily need it, if you don't necessarily want that, or maybe you do, but you need a companion device when you're out and about and you don't want to take your big expensive phone with you to do things, then this might be the solution. So we'll find out more about the OrCam Read on tomorrow's podcast. And then Friday, we'll have Tim Schwartz back with us. Um, that's if he's you know all right because tim's been ill for the past one tim's we've all been ill what's going on yes covid has been touring uh, Mm. around the uh the family here at double tap productions so yes um yeah we'll be uh interested to see what tim's got to say because he's talking all about social media and in particular these audio apps like clubhouse now there's twitter spaces He's the king of Clubhouse, Mr. He is. Schwartz. He loves his, He loves Clubhouse. He's a big, bigger advocate than than we were actually. We were kind of laughing yes. about it at the time. Yeah. Um, but you know, he actually goes on it and uses it. He does, and he's <laughs> going to talk about whether or not it might be the future of social media, and does it change the way we interact with each other. So we'll get into that on Friday on the podcast. As I say, keep your comments coming in. Uh, you can call us on. Give, give us the jingle one more time. Oh, I've forgotten the tune now. Hang on. <sighs> It's 02045713354. Now you changed that at the end. I didn't like that. It was more onk the last time, but this was that was more. That was a cover version. Sorry. (laughs) The band formerly known as Sean Priest. Right. Okay. Uh, Or you can email hello at blindguytalkstech.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for downloading and subscribing. It means a lot, and uh, I hope you're enjoying it. So, uh, yeah, we'll catch you again tomorrow. And, Sean, we'll uh, speak to you soon. Yes, in about 10 minutes or at 2 a.m. in the morning. Thank you. Bye-bye.